This is Audie, and you are listening to An Artist Prepares. One of the big quotes the creator of our program, Bert Wagner, says is like, you can't move forward when you're looking side to side. And I just think that that really rings true. And you have to remember that every single day, because like you said, these people are very talented. um, And everyone's talented in so many different ways that whenever you focus on the reasons why other people are talented, it takes away from what is so special about you and what brings you to the table. Um, So I think really just honing into yourself and like recognizing you were chosen, you're here for a reason. And at the end of the day, no matter where you're at, everyone has an idea and a perspective to bring to the table, which I think is very important, especially nowadays. Today I sit down and have a conversation with Ethan Hardy Benson, a musical theater student at University of Michigan. Back in November, he was one of the students behind Musket Percent's Newsies in Concert, which was a fully student-run, choreographed, masked, socially distanced production of Newsies. It was truly incredible and inspiring for all of us other creators who are trying to make theater possible during this pandemic. If you have not already, please go and follow or subscribe to An Artist Prepares and give us a review if you haven't done so already. We will get to the interview in just a second, but listen to the ending of Santa Fe first. So, Ethan, thank you so much for being here. Of course. Where are you tuning in from today? I'm tuning in to you from Olive Branch, Mississippi, which is a suburb of Memphis, Tennessee. Love it. Is that where you're from? Yeah. So I was born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee, lived there for like five years. And then we really moved like 15 minutes away. But just of how like the state lines work and stuff, we moved into Mississippi. Um, So I usually still say I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, just because... It, when I mention Olive Branch, you probably wouldn't really be able yeah. to pin it on the map. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, not heard of it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you are a student right now at University of Michigan, right? Yes. yes. And what are you studying? I'm a junior musical theater major, um, and I minor in entrepreneurship. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. awesome. So well, what yeah. kind of classes do you take for that minor? Um, Really just like entrepreneurship, creativity basis of business. Um, University of Michigan is obviously a big school, so we have a wide pool of classes to pick yeah. from. Um, and the entrepreneurship minor has like a lot of electives and practicums that we're able to take. Kind of really whatever fits into what you specifically want to study, which has been a lot of fun. That's awesome. And that's really smart, especially like studying into musical theater, which is such a business of people hiring you. So if you find a way of creating work for yourself, that's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much think of it as musical theaters, like you are your own business anyways. So 
it would make sense like if everyone took exactly. entrepreneurship classes because that's what you are anyways at scad i know all the film majors need to take entrepreneurship classes oh that's awesome but not in theater or production design or sound design I don't know why, because we needed just as much. Right. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, how did you get into musical theater? What was your pathway in and how did you end up of all places like University of Michigan? Yeah, um, I guess I started in the chorus at my intermediate school, fourth and fifth grade. My first role was Santa Claus and the Christmas spectacular i guess uh it was it was some Love funny it. show where like these aliens come to the north pole and try to take over santa claus's <laughs> house or something uh and then santa claus saves the day but i really got that was my first introduction to theater wow um and really liked being on the stage and i i really found my end through singing in choir and mm. i never took like any voice lessons or acting lessons but choir was always something that was consistent like throughout my um younger years and so getting into like high school kind of just started doing theater and then mm. um every summer i would i was very involved at the memphis orpheum and that's yep. just like a touring theater in memphis and they offered like summer camps and they did this thing called the broadway 101 which every every month whenever a show would come in on the thursday night or tuesday night of the mm. show students were able to you could pay either like sixty dollars or twenty dollars depending on financial needs um i usually got like the twenty dollar version and you yeah. get a ticket to the show you get a two-hour workshop before the show with a cast member and then they would also oh, feed wow. you and so i would pretty much do that for every show that came every month um and yeah. got to meet a lot of cool people like that and see a bunch of cool shows that i never really would have seen being able to meet the people on the stage i think really inspired me to continue working because it just it seems mm. so much closer when yeah. you're like able to talk with them in person and see them on stage and then see how they're normal after um, so that was definitely exactly. inspiring. Yeah. And then my junior year of high school, I got to go to the Jimmy's. Like I said, like I didn't really do many lessons or things before that. Um, and that I say that that's like the reason why I got into the schools I did just because that was like the first time when I really saw everyone in the room was like amazing and really mm. pushed me to ask the questions in the songs and like, why am I singing the song? Why do I want to sing this song? Um, a lot of things that I really hadn't thought of before and that I yeah. think um, helped me move to the next level, like when auditioning um, for the different schools and finding where I wanted to be. That's awesome. I think it's very interesting how you bring up the Jimmy Awards and University of Michigan is a very prestigious school for musical theater. Um, and the Jimmy Awards is like the top, top, from my understanding, coming from a Norwegian background, not familiar with Jimmy Awards, but from my understanding, it is like the very top musical theater performers in high school, right? It's like a high school age? You could say that, yeah. It's, or is uh, it kind of? It's called the National of? High School Musical Theater Awards. And so you're kind of lucky if you have a theater near you that even participates in the Jimmy Awards. So like a yeah. lot of my friends from school, they just never had a theater that was a partner with it. Um, so I was definitely lucky in that aspect mm. that, I, that that was just within my reach. But there's like, I would put it on the same level as like young arts, um, which I think anyone can actually apply to young yeah. arts. So that would even be more accessible. Oh, wow. um, but the Jimmy's is your school has to be with a theater around you. And then that theater also has to be a partner with the Orpheum. So it kind of works in that way. That's awesome. So how is it being around so many other insanely talented people? Like you are insanely talented yourself. We're going to get to that later. But <laughs> how is it to be in an environment with so many people who are so passionate and so hardworking. And yeah, how is that? 
Yeah, I mean, it's an amazing place to be. It definitely pushes you, but you have to learn really quickly, um, like many others in the business will say, that you really have to focus on yourself and not look side to side. One of the big quotes the creator of our program, Britt Wagner, says is like, you can't move forward when you're looking side to side. And I just think that that really rings true. And you have to remember that every single day because, like you said, these people are very talented um, and everyone's talented in so many different ways that whenever you focus on the reasons why other people are talented, it takes away from what is so special about you and what brings you to the table. Um, So I think really just honing into yourself and like recognizing you were chosen, you're here for a reason. And at the end of the day, no matter where you're at, everyone has an idea and a perspective to bring to the table, which I think is very important especially nowadays yeah that's so great i think especially now um after the pandemic hit when everything is so accessible and we are all like kind of stuck in our own spaces it's even more difficult to look forwards and not look side to side um because (laughs) looking side to side is literally just looking at our computer and seeing what everyone else is doing or in our classes it's literally like right there in front of you all the time and i think even with like virtual theater productions Because I'm the president of Alpha Psi Omega at SCAD, which is also a musical theater production company. And it was difficult for us to look forward because we were doing some kind of work. And then we're looking at all the other schools and all the other Mm. production companies making so many other awesome things. And we're like, hey, we also want to make these awesome things. How do we do this? (laughs) Instead of focusing on like, this is what our base needs right now. Let's not look to the side. Let's focus on what we have right now and develop that instead of trying to be like everyone else. Because if everyone did new season concert, it would just be new season concert and it would be kind of boring. Absolutely. (laughs) Which brings us to the latest production that you just did, Musket Presents New Season Concert. Can you tell us briefly about what Musket is and what the production was? Yeah, so Musket is the longest running... um student ran theater company at the University of Michigan. It's over a hundred years old. And it started off as like a it was like a male only organization. And then I think around like the forties or fifties, or you might have to fact check me on that, but at some point they recognized that like this is not cool. Um so they opened yeah. it up to everyone. <laughs> um and ever since it's just been one of the primary premium theater organizations at the university. Um, And obviously because of COVID-19, they were not able to put something on stage this semester. And actually last semester, they had rehearsed for like two or three months a production of The Wiz, um, which a lot of my close friends were in. And literally like three days before opening uh, is when school got canceled and they Uh. were unable to put on the production. Um, So they've been dark for a little bit, but it was happy to bring it back with Newsies in Concert. The producers are amazing. It's an amazing team of four. And uh, the idea of coming up with news and concert was pretty cool. And so we started off with like music Zoom rehearsals um, through this mm. thing called Voice Lab. And so pretty much our music director, Eric, he plunked out all the notes, all the harmonies into these tracks on Voice Lab. And during like these Zoom rehearsal sessions, we all had an individual track in the Voice Lab and we just listened to it, practice it. We'd be in like breakout rooms of two or three just like for accountability. But then the music director would like come one by one to each of the breakout rooms and we would practice our song and like singing in front of them and he might give us some notes. And then that was pretty much how the music rehearsals ran. So and basically the entire music rehearsal was done over Zoom. Virtu- absolutely, yeah. Virtually. Wow. 
Did you guys practice together over Zoom or was it just like individual? Yeah. So as far as music rehearsals went, we that was entirely um, online. We never really. Wow. I think we might have sang like together once at the whenever we began our dance rehearsals. Yeah. Um, our dance rehearsals would be like three days out of the week on Zoom and then two days we would rehearse on these tennis courts on central campus, um, mm. like socially distanced and masked up. But I think like the first time we brought a piano out there, but at some point, like in October, November in Michigan, you can't really be outside <laughs> for too long anymore. Um, but luckily we recorded the vocals in a studio pretty far mm. early into the process. So once we laid down the tracks, there was no more singing really involved. Yeah. We definitely sang while we were dancing just to like get the intensity um, but as far as like having to rehearse and things, it was kind of funny, like just quitting rehearsing vocals and then focus on <laughs> dancing and then like focus on the filming and the staging. Um, it was definitely a new process that I'm excited to have been through and, uh, look forward to like, did you what like else? the process or? Yeah, it was fun. It was very <laughs> different. It was, I think it was, I don't know, very illustrating of the times, like we're all doing new things. And so this was just a new yeah. A new cool production and a new cool way of doing it, too. So it was a big learning process. I'll definitely say that. You played the role of Jack Kelly, which is the main character in Newsies, which just doing that is um, is incredible. And I was a little bit curious. You talked a little bit about the preparation, but how was your character work? And how did you personally experience working on a show that was going to be pre-recorded and that was not going to be on the stage how did you approach it did you have any challenges navigating that yeah that's a great question um luckily we got to do like some table work with our other in whichever scene or whichever song um and the director was there as well which we all did over zoom but yeah it was definitely tricky like like i said like we laid down the vocals early and then we Mm. got to the dancing and then we got to actually filming it and so it was hard to connect the dots like between from when I recorded it to when I'm filming it. And of course, like, like anything you're doing, you're making new actions and new moves and new things every time you film it. So, and then I think they end up, they end up splicing together the takes anyways. So like the final take that I get, I'm like, I think I was just all over the place in the sense that like (laughs) it was multiple takes and I was taking it multiple directions. And then whenever we actually got to the filming, like I only heard the final, it wasn't even the final edit at the time, but the rough cut of me singing wasn't the end product so i kind of just had to go off of a a whim really and (laughs) try to make it as like as compelling as possible especially like with no other not looking anyone in the eyes or not having a live audience to play off of um but i think it was fine especially with like how we're doing it and um not taking anything too serious and still trying to remember to have fun and stuff like that I was blown away when I saw the production because I was kind of expecting what you were saying, just trying to find, like, finding a new avenue, just having fun, taking it, not casually, but, like, you know, just, like, trying it out and right. then at least, like, doing some kind of work. But the production value of New Season Concert was phenomenal. And I was just blown away that it was all student-run because all the performers were incredible, the direction was great. Um, the choreography was insane. And also just the editing was like incredible. Do you know how many people in total worked on it? Um, like how many students? I would probably say if I was going to give an estimate, I would say like there's about 20 in the cast maybe. 
Um, we have four main producers. We probably had about like seven to eight crew members total. And then we had our music director who had like an orchestra of, I'll say like seven or eight. Um, and then a team of three videographers and one editor. So maybe mm-hmm. total only like 45, 50. Um, that is including like the marketing team and like all the teams of musket as well yeah it's insane that a team of 45 or 50 can pull something like that together yeah Um, especially being full-time students at the same time i kudos to them because they really (laughs) they really came through we'll be right back in the span of like five days over 2,000 people have seen it and I, I told you that I saw that Kate Lumpkin was mentioning it mm-hmm. and people are just blown away seeing students innovating theater and kind of um, figuring out how to keep right. doing musical theater when we can't be inside of a theater, which I think is just incredibly cool. So do you think that theater will change? Do you think it's going to go back to completely normal or do you think anything is going to change? I mean, I definitely hope that the entertainment industry will change um like especially regarding representation um like on stage on screen backstage behind the table like hopefully in every aspect it changes for the better Mm. like this was definitely a great reset and i think that whenever you see like the students putting on the productions like this um across like all schools and all over the world that the students really do like represent this new world and so i think that by by the students putting on these productions and putting it on with the team that they want and showing the change that they want, that hopefully it will inspire like our older colleagues in the industry um, to represent this change as well, like in the professional business. And I think it's like especially compelling as we're getting older now, like in in a few years we'll be graduating and going to New York or to LA, that that it's going to be the same people that we're, working with and like these same friends um that we enjoy spending our time with and like putting on these shows as far as like this specific type of production (laughs) i think that that it might just turn into another another medium like maybe in the Mm. theater season they do five on stage and then they do one recorded um just because like you said like it can hit so many people at once that i think why wouldn't you want to continue to do this especially if you have like the production quality available to hit the masses. I think it would be a great way to showcase those talents. I love how you bring up this reset, which I think is so true. Everyone has had time to think. And, you know, with the whole Black Lives Matter uh, movement, um, Broadway for Racial Justice and all those kind of stuff, people are more aware on how we are creating work, what kind of work we create and who we work with and do you think that you would be more aware of that now after this kind of reset going into the industry in a few years that you are more aware on like who and what and um you work with oh absolutely aware i think it's in everyone's forefront of their mind all the time now um and just i think it has to be something that you're constantly cognizant of 24 7 and recognizing that like if you aren't yourself putting this in the forefront of your mind and like Mm. showcasing this in the material you're presenting and the performances that you're putting on that we won't be able to create the change that's necessary yeah i'm really excited for when the theater community comes back to be able to see all of this change that we've talked about and that we've prepared for um and that now we're just really waiting for the world to come back and so that we can 
present it how we want to, which I think is very exciting. The thing that I find fascinating about theater is that it's such like a prime, not a primal thing, but it's such a thing like storytelling has always been with us, like since the beginning of time. And storytelling in person with other people is something that no computer or technology or Zoom show or whatever other immersive production is going to take away the power that storytelling, live storytelling with people in front of you have, which I think is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, someone meant, I forget where I heard it from, but that we're I think that after this vaccine, oh, I, it was from the NBC Tribute on Thursday, um, that like mm. after the vaccine comes back and once everyone is able to be in a room again, you're singing, hearing songs. And there's this thing where like when you're all listening to the same music and singing at the same time that like your breath, you breathe at the same time. And so your heart beats at the same time. So like you're right. in this collective harmony with everyone and that we're we're going to enter the roaring 20s of musical theater again. And it's going to be like <sighs> this big celebration um, and that we're we're really just going to cherish like the moments that we have after this once it's all over, getting back yeah. in the room with everyone. Broadway and musical theater all over the world is going to be incredible Absolutely. once we get back because everyone's just like dying to get back to work <laughs> and people are dying to see theater. So I'm super, super excited about that. Back to you, Ethan. Um, do you have any projects lined up? I have one project lined up that's not really a... It's not really too musical theater related, but like I mentioned yeah. earlier, like one of my main passions is entrepreneurship and business. Um, and I've always been kind of like a business like minded person. And so I'm very into like personal finance and Ooh. figuring out where like where that fits into a Broadway performer's life. And so um, right now I'm currently like creating like a little four week workshop deal where um Pretty much like for any person moving to LA or moving to New York and they're going to be on a freelance basis and like how to keep up with their financials. And so pretty much it's like this four week um, (laughs) workshop type deal that'll be like one class a week that focuses on like performers moving to or pretty much any creative moving to um, like a major city Mm. um, that's working on a freelance basis and still focusing on like financial freedom and the security of financials and making sure that you'll be okay no matter what your job is um, and making sure that like you're saving yeah. enough and putting back enough and investing um, and just really hoping to like take mm. care of my friends and give them the information that I've gotten through like YouTube University and like all these courses that I've taken and like accounts <laughs> I followed. Just hopefully to like let everyone know that anything is possible and then like especially in an industry yeah. like this where your jobs are going to come and go and might be far out from each other that you have that security and that you don't stop and that you keep pursuing what you love how did you get into personal finance i had no idea this was uh, an yeah. interest for you i love that i think it just came like i didn't come from that well off like growing up and so like i think when that happens like money is kind of in the forefront of your mind always just because you you just think about it a lot more Um, And so growing up, I was like in a lot of jobs and I did a lot of odd jobs. Like the past three summers, I lay hardwood floor um, and like I would build fences on the weekend. Mm. And then this past summer, I got really into um, like buying antiques and reselling them. And so it was just a lot of a lot of random jobs um, and freelance jobs that are just like performing, I guess. Um, But trying to like pull it all together and like create a system where you can excel in that was something that inspired me. Like when I was sharing it with my friends and stuff, they were very interested in like, um, there's a saying that whatever you measure gets managed. 
So I think just like measuring everything and being able to puts it in a way where you can manage it, even no matter where you are on the scale, um, just the measuring like aspect of it really helps you settle down and like recognize where you are. And sometimes it makes it where you're not freaking out when you shouldn't be because yep. you can see the things you're in line to that like you're doing what you need to do. Exactly. Um, yeah. I want to know more about personal finance for sure, but I've always been really interested in it because after I moved here, um, like I pay for college myself. Like I have an apartment here. I have a job here. Like I, I'm responsible for yeah. myself in a way. So I'm also very like finance conscious. Um, I don't know if you heard about it. You probably have heard about it, but I just got the Cash App card. Oh, yeah, definitely. Love it. Love Love the Cash App card with all the savings on it. Yeah, I saved like $8 when I got groceries the other day. Oh, yeah. You definitely got to look in all those. Um, Ethan, what is your dream? I think at the very end of everything, I want to be a professor somewhere of musical theater. Um, Oh, with like a family and my kids, um, hopefully living, who knows where I'll be living. Um, but yeah, I think at the end of my journey is definitely a teaching job somewhere, wherever that be, I don't know. But I think that's the long-term goal, definitely. Why teaching? I think that I really saw, like, at the Orpheum and at the Jimmy's, I just like the power of education and coming from Mississippi, musical theater isn't something that many people pursue or mostly who don't know how to pursue it. Um, And so I think that being able to be that voice for someone and being that helping hand and letting people know like that these dreams that they have are very achievable and that they really need like knowledge and just the help finding the pathway to pursue it um, is definitely something Mm. that I'm very passionate about. And Plus, I'm just a nerd about like musical theater and history and like acting through song and all of that stuff. So it'd be a lot of fun too. Is there anything that is inspiring you right now? Um, definitely inspiring to see all the universities put on their different um, COVID-friendly shows um, throughout the year and semester. Um, our University of Michigan did this thing called Ghost Light, and it came out in three episodes. The next one comes out this Friday. But um, pretty much it's these self-ran student projects um, that people get to perform material they're passionate about with their friends um, or with their housemates, I'll say. And just like seeing the work that people are doing during this time. And I think that whenever we don't have anything put in front of us to do, that we can really see what inspires us and see like the material that we're putting out is truly chosen by us. And Mm. we worked on it ourselves. And so you get to see a lot more into the person. when they're not like doing some book musical or some play that was written by something, yeah. someone that wasn't them. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's definitely like seeing my classmates and my friends work hard and everyone's on the grind during this pandemic. Oh yeah. Um, so that's definitely inspiring to see. And lastly, tell us how and where we can find you and yeah, be posted about your journey. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you can, I think I'm most active on instagram so you can find me there at ethan h benson and then i just created my first website and so that's under the same name ethan h benson.com um but yeah i'm available there um (laughs) i got a youtube channel that has like some videos on it so that's fun yeah that's where you can find me 
thank you so so much ethan for coming on the podcast um you are such an inspiring person to me um and i'm just so excited <laughs> that i got you to come on the zoom call so i could pick your brain a little bit apart um thank you so much no, thank you so much for having me it's been an amazing time and that was it for this week on An Artist Prepares. I really hope you enjoyed my talk with Ethan. And if you did, feel free to leave us a review below and tell us how you like the podcast so far. We release a new episode every single Friday. So if you want to subscribe or follow, you get a notification every time we post a new episode. I am so excited to be sharing all of these amazing storytellers and creators from all around the world with you. I hope to see you next Friday. Have a great rest of your weekend.